Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Beck Buchanan, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure, or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight-up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business, backed by financial know-how, so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes, and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present, and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Hello and welcome to the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. This is episode 62. As you can no doubt here, I'm a little under the weather with a cold. I apologize that my voice sounds like this. It's times like these that you wish you had batched a little further in advance. And I also wish I hadn't been so cocky just last week when I was saying to my dear friend that I never ever get sick. Yet here I am. Anyway, at the time of recording, it's school holidays in New South Wales where I live and I have staff on leave. I wish I was on leave (laughs) and I'm regularly setting up payroll for clients who aren't always totally across what the leave entitlements of their staff are. So I thought it was fitting to do a podcast episode today all about leave. In this episode, I'm going to cover who gets paid leave, what leave is, the different types of leave, and at the end, I will cover off the leave that casual staff are entitled to. So let's start with who gets paid leave. For the most part, it's full-time and part-time employees who get paid leave. Casual employees don't generally get paid leave, but rather they are paid a specific pay rate for being a casual employee and a casual loading or a higher rate of pay for being a casual to compensate them for their lack of leave and other entitlements. I say casuals generally don't get paid leave as there are a couple of leave types they are entitled to and I will go through these later. Sole traders and partners in a business don't get paid leave as they work for themselves and they are not employees. Company directors can take paid leave if they are employees, but it's not a requirement to accrue and take leave if they are a sole director in a business. For example, I'm the sole director in my business Straight Up Bookkeeping, which is a company, and I'm an employee of this business. Yet I haven't set up leave in my business because I can take leave whenever I want, which is rare because I can't take it very often, but I don't need to put through a leave request. So I can just take time off and pay myself with ordinary hours. But if I were a joint director in a business with a business partner, then to keep it fair between you and that other director, you would likely want to set up leave accruals and take leave officially on the books so that it can be tracked between you both and one person isn't taking more leave than the other. Okay, so what is leave? 
Now, an employee might take leave or time off work because they are on holiday, they are sick, they need to care for someone or for another reason. If the employee is part-time or full-time, they will get paid. If the employee is casual, they will generally not get paid. Minimum leave entitlements for employees come from the National Employment Standards or the NES. An award, registered agreement or contract of employment can provide for other leave entitlements, but they can never be less than what is listed in the NES. Now I will go through some common types of leave. And some of these are common sense, I know, but there are components or nuances of these leave types that you may not be aware of. And I know this because I'm dealing with employers all the time when I'm setting up payroll for them. So let's start with annual leave. This is probably the most popular form of leave. And it's the leave you take when you want to go on holidays to Europe or just for taking a long weekend. Full-time and part-time employees get four weeks of annual leave per year, based on their ordinary hours of work under the NES. Shift workers might get five weeks of annual leave per year though, and this will be detailed in their relevant award. Annual leave accumulates from the first day of employment, even if an employee is in a probation period. And the leave accumulates gradually during the year, even when the employee is on leave, and any unused leave will roll over from year to year and be paid out when that employee leaves the business. Most modern awards say that employees get paid annual leave loading on top of their minimum hourly rate when they take annual leave. A number of awards say employees get paid the higher of a 17.5% loading or the weekend penalty rate the employee normally gets. So my staff at Straight Up Bookkeeping who are employed under the Clarks Award get an additional 17.5% on their hourly rate when they take annual leave. I find this is often overlooked by employers who haven't really considered the underlying award that they've employed staff under and they forget to pay leave loading. Let's move on to personal sick or carer's leave. This leave lets an employee take time off to help them deal with personal illness, caring responsibilities and family emergencies. It's all interchangeable. You might know it to be called personal leave, sick leave or carer's leave. It all means the same thing. The yearly entitlement is based on an employee's ordinary hours of work. The leave is 10 days for full-time employees and pro rata for part-time employees. The leave accumulates gradually during the year, even when the employee is on leave, and any unused leave will roll over from year to year. The balance does not need to be paid out when an employee leaves the business or on termination. Next is compassionate leave. Employees can take compassionate leave if a member of their immediate family or household dies or contracts or develops a life-threatening illness or injury, or they or their partner suffer a miscarriage or stillbirth. Part-time and full-time employees are entitled to two days compassionate leave each time they meet the criteria. Casuals are entitled to two days unpaid leave when they meet the criteria. You don't need to accrue this leave up front for staff, but rather you just give it and pay the leave when the time arises. Let's look at community service leave next. This is where employees, including casual employees, can take community service leave for activities such as voluntary emergency management activities or jury duty. With the exception of jury duty, community service leave is always unpaid. With regards to jury duty, full-time and part-time employees have to be paid make-up pay for the first 10 days of jury selection and jury duty. 
Make-up pay is the difference between any jury duty payment the employee receives from the court and the employee's base pay rate for the ordinary hours they would have worked. This is a killer. I really hope my staff don't ever get selected for jury duty. Can you imagine? Okay, let's look at parental leave now. There are two facets to parental leave. Number one is the paid parental leave scheme under the Australian government. And number two is unpaid parental leave entitlements with an employer. First, I will deal with one. The government currently provides up to 18 weeks of paid parental leave at the minimum wage after the birth or adoption of a child for parents that meet the income test and the work test. To clarify some of those things that I've just mentioned, the minimum wage at the time of recording is $812.45 per week. The income test is uh, those earning less than $156,000 in the 2022 tax year. And the work test means that you have been working for 10 out of the 13 months uh, before having your child and you need to have worked about one day per week. As of the 1st of July 2023, the 18-week paid parental leave period will be increasing to 20 weeks, much to the joy of new parents, I'm sure. This might be paid directly to the parent or to their employer to pay the parent through the payroll system in the business. The ins and outs of the paid parental leave scheme is a podcast episode in itself, so I will not go into too much detail. But if you or your employee are going to be registering for paid parental leave, then I recommend you check out the extensive resources on the Services Australia website and get familiar. Regarding two being the unpaid parental leave entitlements uh, of employees per their employer, employees are entitled to up to 12 months of unpaid parental leave. They can also request up to an additional 12 months of leave if that is possible within the business. And it's worth noting that some employees provide additional parental leave benefits to their staff, such as topping up the pay of the employee to close the gap between the government parental leave amount and the employee's usual salary, and or extending the paid leave period to go beyond the government's 18 or 20 week period. Next up is family and domestic violence leave. And this is a big topic to take note of because there have been some massive changes in legislation recently around this type of leave. From the 1st of February 2023, an Australian employer with 15 or more employees at a particular time is required to provide 10 days of paid family and domestic violence leave in a 12-month period, including part-time and casual employees, and it's not prorated at all. It's just 10 days flat for all staff. This entitlement is effective upfront as soon as you join the business. It resets every work anniversary, but it doesn't accumulate from year to year. So you will have 10 days this year, and then next year on your work anniversary, you'll get another 10 days, but it doesn't turn into 20 days if you didn't use the first 10. From the 1st of August 2023, this will be in place for all Australian businesses, not just employers of 15 or more employees. At present, it's a requirement for small employers to provide up to five days unpaid family and domestic violence leave, and this also includes part-time and casual employees. Full-time and part-time employees can take paid family and domestic violence leave at their full pay rate for the hours they would have worked if they weren't on leave, and casual employees will be paid at their full pay rate for the hours they were rostered to work in the period they took leave. 
To access unpaid family and domestic violence leave, the individual needs to be a close relative. Now, here's some examples of circumstances that might be used for this type of leave. You might need to make arrangements for your safety or the safety of a close relative, including relocating houses. You might need to use the leave for attending court hearings or accessing police services or attending counselling or attending appointments with medical, financial or legal professionals. And when this leave is listed on your payslip, it's not to say family or domestic violence leave so as to protect the uh, the person that's taking the leave and their privacy. Rather, it would just be booked as potentially annual leave or just booked as ordinary hours, whatever the staff member wants. Some businesses may provide paid or unpaid family and domestic violence leave entitlements in their employment contracts or workplace policies. The amount of leave and pay entitlements will depend on the contract or policy. If the employment contract or workplace policy provides less than the minimum entitlement in the NES, then the NES entitlement will override. Just to wrap this one up so you're really clear because it's new, at present, small employers, so those employing less than 15 people or more, currently have to provide up to five days unpaid family and domestic violence leave for staff that need it. But from the 1st of August this year, that five unpaid days is going to turn into 10 paid days. And currently, since February this year, any employer that employs over 15 staff is already required to provide 10 days paid family and domestic violence leave to their staff. This is really big. It's really amazing for people that need this sort of leave. I think it's incredible and Australia is really going in the right direction with this sort of stuff, these sort of entitlements. But I'm not sure that every employer out there at the moment knows about this. So if this is new to you and you're an employer, please go and do a bit of reading and make sure you're across it and that you're there to support your staff should they need this type of leave. Okay, moving on to long service leave. An employee gets long service leave after a long period of working for the same employer. Most employees' entitlements to long service leave comes from long service leave laws in the state or territory that they work in. In some states and territories, long serving casual staff are eligible for long service leave. So if you have an employee who has been with you for five or more years, then it's worth investigating the long service leave rules in your state. In New South Wales, for example, long service leave is two months of paid leave and there is a pro rata entitlement that starts accruing after five years of service that will need to be paid out if the employee leaves work due to illness or if their employment is terminated. This can be a very expensive shock to an employer if they didn't see the leave payout coming. Before finishing up this episode, I just want to list the types of leave that casual employees are currently entitled to at the time of recording, because whilst I said they're generally not entitled to paid leave and they get penalty rates to compensate them for that, there are leave types that they are entitled to that it's worth being across. Here they are. Casuals are entitled to two days of unpaid carer's leave per occasion. They are also entitled to two days unpaid compassionate leave per occasion. They are entitled to family and domestic violence leave. Currently, if they are employed in a business that has 15 or more employees, then they get 10 days paid leave. 
If they are in a business that has less than 15 employees, they currently get five days unpaid leave, but from the 1st of August, this will convert to 10 days paid leave per what I mentioned earlier in the episode. They are also entitled to unpaid community service leave should they need it. They are also potentially entitled to long service leave if relevant in their state and if the casual employee has completed a continuous period of 10 years service with the same employer. Okay, well that brings me to the end of this croaky episode on leave. In short, generally part-time and full-time employees get paid leave and casuals don't, but there are some circumstances that casual staff do get paid leave and other circumstances where they're entitled to unpaid leave. If you employ staff, you're obligated to know these things and to pay your staff correctly and to give them the time off that they're entitled to. If in doubt, consult the Fair Work website. There is so much information there and also be very familiar with the award that you are paying your staff under. Have a wonderful week and I will catch you next time. Hopefully I'll be in better health. Take care. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. And if you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, Bookkeeping It Real, and also my done for you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.